Charlemagne the God here. I can't wait to see you at the Black Effect Podcast Festival coming to you live on Saturday, April 22nd at the Pullman Yards in Atlanta, hosted by myself and Jess Hilarious. If you haven't gotten your tickets, what are you waiting for? The Black Effect is bringing some of the hottest podcasts live, like the 85 South Show, Horrible Decisions, and Big Facts for one day only, okay? For inspiring podcasters, we've got you covered. If you don't want to miss the Black Effect Podcast Festival, make sure to get your tickets today at blackeffect.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Please stand clear of the doors. I'm so excited to go to Animal Kingdom launch tonight after we're done with the parks. Oh, man, I can't wait to eat a Boma. I eat so much food. I can't wait to see all the animals on the savannah, especially in the night vision goggles. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to check out the rocking chairs. What? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 69 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Today we will be giving the his on the Animal Kingdom Lodge. So what do you guys think about the Animal Kingdom Lodge? Alex? I like it. I like it a lot. Stayed there once and uh, it was a good stay. Yeah, and we, uh, I think all of us were there. Did That's we? correct. Jen, were you there at the, on that trip also? She was. Yeah. Yeah, we were all there. And I, I um, what do you, and you like it, right? Me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is is so I don't want to get too far into this because right. this might be like your memory. Mm -hmm. But is, does your memory have anything to do with your room? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Okay, so bit, yeah. so I won't really go too much into it because it's kind of a funny story. Uh, Jen, what do you think of Animal Kingdom Lodge? Oh, it's one of my favorites. We've stayed there um two or three times, I think. The resort's really, really nice, and uh, you know when we get into the history, it's going to talk about why it is so different than pretty much any other resort that you will probably ever visit i would say um there's definitely a lot of things that make it unique so and i have stayed there a handful of times also um stayed there once with just my wife for like an anniversary trip and that was a um really good time i'll talk some more about that in the memories and i stayed there with alex and my sister and i stayed there with jen i mean jen and her family and it, it, it's a great resort and uh you know we're gonna get a really dig deep into this history and talk about our experiences at Animal Kingdom Lodge. But before we get started, should we go ahead and give this resort a rating? Sure can. Okay, Alex. I give this resort a rating of an eight. Eight. That's pretty good. That's pretty high for, an al for yeah, Alex. Yeah, it is. For sure. It's a good one. And how about you, Jen? What do you give it? Uh, I give it a, see, I was going to say eight also, but. Uh, say eight. Say eight. I yeah, I think it. I'll say eight. You're going to say eight? Okay. And then I'm going to give it an eight. Just joking. I'm going to go ahead and give it a nine. Okay. It's very <laughs> a unique. Nine, huh? Yeah. I'm going to give it a nine. It's unique. You're not going to get the same experience anywhere else. Well, I mean, I guess you can probably have it in some places. Maybe in Africa. Probably in Africa you can get that experience, <laughs> you know. But it's it's not like you can go down the road and be like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Yeah. Or a hotel that's similar to Animal Kingdom Lodge. You can't just really get that anywhere else. So that's I the reason. I don't know if even in Africa you get the experience. I'm sure you could. The animals by your, door, by your back door. Let's get to the his on the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Animal Kingdom Lodge opened on April 16th, 2001. 
at Walt Disney World. It is considered one of the resort's most spectacular and most authentic feeling hotels. The architecture, interior design, and landscaping creates one of the most immersive Disney Resort experiences for guests. Okay, so uh, definitely a different resort. Uh, Not many hotels with an overlook of the, um, what is it, the Savannah? Yeah. Right? And uh, they have that view at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Not all the rooms at Animal Kingdom Lodge have that, but I I think most of them do. I would say the majority do. What do you What do you think, Jen? So I know that not all of them do because when you pull up to the um, put what is it called a portcullis, when you pull up there, you can see the ones that are facing like the parking lot. But every time that we've ever had booked the standard room, we've ended up getting upgraded to a Savannah view when we've stayed there. You mean we stayed there? I'm pretty sure every time we stayed there, we stayed and had a view of the Savannah. And I would have to say, though, my very first visit is when I got to see a lot of animals. The other ones, I, we saw animals here and there, you know, but the, that last visit, the very first visit, we uh, saw the giraffes were like right there. And mm-hmm. it was awesome. Like we woke up one morning, this is not part of one of my memories, but one of the giraffes, um, the giraffe was drinking from like the little pond area. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, when a giraffe like drinks and gets down low, it kind of stretches its legs out and, does, and it looks it looks cool. It looks different, right? Mm. And uh, it was really awesome. According to 4240, Architecture's Rainy Johnson, the design challenge was to translate the African mythic traditions of animal and landscape into a built form in an understandable art to create the effect of Africa's topography and log views on a relatively flat site to meet building code requirements while honoring the authenticity of jungle materials to separate guests and wildlife for the security and safety of both, and to create an intimate ecotourism experience at a vacation venue on a commercial scale. In order to achieve their mission statement, extensive research went into the planning of the resort. So you get a very authentic African experience, and there's plenty to do there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're coming here to stay at this resort for a week, or you're coming down to stay at Disney for a week, right, and you're going to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge, you can easily spend a couple of days just at the resort, enjoying what the resort has to offer. I mean, there's, there's, um, you know, different African like arts and craft crafts, um, things going on all day where you can go ahead and like create different African like, um, arts and, uh, and crafts. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's, it, there's definitely a lot to do there. Uh, they don't have my favorite pools on property, you know, yeah, uh, but they've been in their pool. The pools are nice, though. I mean, they have nice pools, and there's just a lot to do there overall. What do you think, Jen? There, it's. I mean, I agree with you with the pools. There, I know I've never seen the pool at Kidani, but um, the pool at the at Jumbo Houses, you know, it's 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 just okay. It's a pool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some unique experiences to, um, to try out. Uh, the you know, the safari, the safari viewing area that's kind of down right in the middle of um, their savanna that um, to do the night vision goggles, mm-hmm. 
that um, is something that is really neat. I, I yeah. don't know if they'll continue that now, um, but that's really one of those unique experiences that you can't find at any other resort. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they have the storytelling by the fire that's outside. And it's just, it's so immersive that um, it really doesn't feel like you're at a resort on Walt Disney World property. You know, you really just feel like you're kind of transported someplace else. And that's one of the things that's so unique about it in conjunction with all those activities. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're staying at Animal Kingdom. The design's authenticity is a result of five years of extensive research and study. On top of the extensive research, the 4240 architecture and Disney teams toured several places in South Africa as part of the research, specifically visiting safari game parks. Team members were inspired by native architecture, culture, arts, and storytelling of the places they visited. The design of Animal Kingdom Lodge was influenced by one guiding principle. The design team wanted guests to become part of the journey. They wanted guests to experience a magical and slightly mysterious safari expedition into the unexpected and the profound. They wanted to create an authentic experience, textiles, art, and artifacts that would be seen during their safari trip. So you really have to respect the time that Disney puts into creating something like this. Oh, yeah. It's not just thrown together. No, it's not. They do a lot of research. Mm-hmm. They, do, they do a lot of history. You know, they go through a lot of history. And they. Uh, it, and this is the reason why their stuff is so great. I mean, even over at, you know, we talked about with Joey, uh, which Joey's going to be on next week. Oh, is he? Yeah, he is over at the Allen Compass right now eating. Uh-huh. So he was like, oh, I can come outside and do like a phone recording. I was like, dude, man, I was like, you need to enjoy your time eating at the Allen Compass. I was like, we'll just go ahead and get you on next week. Don't worry about it. Um, but, you know, he, when we were talking about the colonial area over at Magic Kingdom and, mm-hmm. you know, some of the things they have, like the rocks on the road type type of things yeah. and like the windows, how they're kind of have like the rubber around the w- windows and it sags a little bit, you know, because of the heat hits the rubber and all these different things. There's so many different things that hit that Disney really knows their knows the history and they and they put it into their their creations. And it's kind of like with this resort. And it, like just we just written history. They uh they put a lot a lot of time into the details. Yeah. When you look at hotels and you're like, "Oh, it looks dated." Like this is never going to look dated, I don't think. Like I don't think, I don't think so in either. 10 years from now you're going to go in this hotel and be like, "Oh man, this looked dated." Like it's so it can't look dated because it's so authentic looking. Like you can't be dated if you're looking like it is straight from Africa, like you, that, that, you can't get that dated. To create this authentic safari trip, the team used as many native materials as possible in the lodge. However, contemporary buildings have strict building codes. Therefore, modern materials had to be incorporated into the construction. Perhaps the best example of creating native materials from modern regulation approved materials is the lodge's thatched room. It was important to the team to create a thatched roof, said Johnson, but a real thatched roof is obviously not an appropriate solution. Therefore, a custom thatched roof material was developed through working directly with a fabricator to formulate the faux thatch. The result is an amazingly real-looking yet non-combustible thatched substitute that was eventually used on the vacation club as well. So uh, the roof is really cool. Definitely, um, considering, you know, where, where the resort is located, you know, right in the middle of central Florida, which you would think, mm, 
you know, maybe that's a little safer from hurricanes, but not really because we have them cross the state all the time. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they were able to get that to look the way that it did and still be, you know, storm proof is, is kind of a feat in itself. Oh yeah, for sure. I was, I was, uh, I was looking with thatch roof there's what a thatch roof is because I kind of didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I know I read the history, but, and I could have looked up before, but I didn't think about it. And when I was re- listening to history, I was like, what is a thatch roof? I didn't understand it's what like, it was. It's uh, like leaves it, and stuff, right? It's the, yeah, it's the, uh, it's the, um, yeah, it, it looks like leaves pretty much. Yeah. So I understand what they mean by they making it so it's not combustible. Cause I was like, what do you mean by combustible? Mm-hmm. So I looked that up. Walking into the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Guests are immediately taken back by the vastness and grandeur of the lobby, which is actually the third floor of a six-story building. It combines many sources of inspiration, including Zulu shield-inspired light fixtures and vine-like metal railings and window details. Opposite the entrance is a large floor-to-almost-ceiling wall of windows looking out onto the savanna. To create a feeling of separation from the lobby to the outside, the architects create a split staircase descending to a foyer. This descent creates a natural hierarchy and transition from the overlook to the savanna down to the close-up viewing area for the animals. From the lobby, this staircase and balcony bring the focus from the inside to the outside. By doing this, the architects were able to frame the geography of the African plains in such a way that it created a unique experience from the lobby. Definitely a unique experience. This is probably my one, you know, all the Disney resorts, when you walk into them, you just get to, you know, that it's going to, you're going to have a good time and you know that it's going to be nice. Because I can tell you, there's nothing better than going to Disney all day and then just staying at a resort and not traveling somewhere really far. You know, yeah. you're, you're tired. You're like, boom, you just want to go. Right. You just want to sleep right there. Yeah. And, and you're staying on a Disney, you know that, okay, not only do I get to sleep. But I'm I'm probably gonna be able to go to Disney on the next day again because you're staying on property. Yeah. But this is probably one of my favorite resorts to walk into. Um. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's crazy because we live in Florida, and Florida is known for being flat. But yet you walk in and you're not on the ground floor. Yeah. Of the hotel, like, it's crazy the way they built it, mm-hmm. and where you go in the lobby and then you can go down. Yep. To where the safari is. Yeah, it's cool. And it's like what? Yeah, that makes and, no sense. And those windows, you know, they're they're awesome windows. They're so big. They're so big. Mm-hmm. And then you got those like little little areas where it's like almost like outlooks over mm-hmm. over the um savanna, you yeah. know. And uh, they have rocking chairs. I love kind of just chilling out there at night, and you know, rocking on the rocking chairs and it being cool outside because we usually go around like Christmas time, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have some memories where I'm just rocking on the rocking chairs and seeing the the trucks go go around and put like food in the were you there with me? No, but it's just some old man stuff right there. Why? Why is, why is that old man I'm just stuff? on my rocking chair watching trucks go by. Yeah. <laughs> you know, watching them feed the, the animals, and it's cool. It was awesome, you know? The proportions of the resort's lobby are carefully organized around a double cube with a bridge that provides circulation between the resort's two wings, said Johnson. This arrangement allows guests to enter and exit the vastness of the lobby at multiple points. The knuckles where the bridges converge form a series of small, two-story glass atriums that let in natural light and provide quiet views out to the savanna. Additionally, they each serve as a showcase for various aspects of African culture, including art, tools, and tribal costumes. A separate building named Kindani Village was built in 2009 to the west of the lodge and has more than 300 Disney Vacation Club villas. 
The Sunset Savanna was extended to the new structure and additional animal species were added. The Gadani village includes a pool with water slides and an aquatic playground. Yeah, I've never been to that pool. I was just going to ask you if you had because I've never stayed at Kidani. Yeah, I uh, haven't been to that pool. I don't think I've even seen it online. I didn't know it existed. Uh, it sounds it has water slides, so it sounds a lot better than the other pool. I don't think the other pool really has water slides. No, it doesn't. So. It just it just has like the the gradual, you know, like the beach entry. I guess is is kind of the that was one of the first resorts that had like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. I've only been to Kidani Village once, and that was just really quick to go into the gift shop to get something. And the gift shop there is very small compared to um, the main gift shop in uh, Jumbo House. Was it to get the Magic Band? No, I think it was something else. I think it was a cup or something like that. You know how I get when yeah, I want something. I, I, I go all over, but I don't think it was the Magic Band that day. That was funny, though. That was funny. There are numerous design aspects that are unique to Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. One of the most interesting is its U-shaped design. The team used this design based on the arrangements of Zulu communities in which buildings encircle a central area which is used to keep livestock. This design is called a crawl. It's a horseshoe format that allows the buildings to act as a fence while giving guests excellent views onto the savanna. Additionally, the orientation maximizes the sunlight on the site. Shining into the crawl in the morning, to the pool during the day and during the evening into the lounge. Although the team researched many areas and cultures, their primary focus was in the southern areas and the game parks of the savannah. So, I mean, that's some detail stuff right there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, they build a park around how the sun rotates. Yeah. And the reason why is because of how the Zulus did it. Is right? That, I don't know. Is Isn't that, that true? what you said right there? Glad you guys paid attention. It says the team used this design based on the arrangements of Zulu communities communities, in which buildings encircle a central area, which is used to keep livestock. Livestock, yeah. Yeah, so maybe that's maybe that's not the reason, but could be that's the reason why they did that, though. I don't know. Says to keep livestock. Yeah, well, okay. So (laughs) keep livestock, whatever. But this, I think, this might be. I was thinking about, and this might be the reason why you know people everything's all around that main area when you walk into the lobby. So mm-hmm. people don't explore out and they don't know how much is out there. Yeah. You know? I mean, I couldn't tell you how wide it is. Because like in the lobby? No, in the whole, like oh, yeah, from yeah. left to right. I couldn't yeah. tell you how far it goes because I usually just go to my room, go to the lobby and then everything that I need is in the lobby. Yeah. So there's no reason to venture out to the exactly. ends of the hotel if you don't need to. Yeah. And there's a lot of cool stuff out there though. Like the, you know, the night vision goggles, the pools and stuff like that. There are several amazing places to eat within Jambo House in Kandani Village. Jiko the Cooking Place is located in Jambo House and features African-style cooking with influences from the Mediterranean coast, India, and Europe. The dining room surrounds an open kitchen which includes twin wood-burning stoves. Boma Flavors of Africa, also located in Jambo House and features African-style cooking in a buffet setting. The selection features items from 50 different African countries. The Mara is the counter service restaurant serving American and some African food, located also in Jumbo House. Uzuma Springs Pool Bar is the watering hole-inspired pool bar located on the Jumbo House side of Animal Kingdom Lodge. Located right beside the Uzuma Springs Pool, you can indulge in various cocktails and African beers and wines. Food is also available from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. 
Sanaa, located in Kandani village and overlooking the savannah, this restaurant draws its inspiration from the cuisine along the historical spice route of Africa, India, China, and Europe. Serving foods from tandoor ovens as well as slow-cooked specialties, the selections here are filled with flavorful spices of Africa. So I've eaten at Boma a couple times. I've eaten there one time with you, Alex, mm-hmm. and uh, also Adam. And that was episode 35 where we kind of talked about that. And that was a fun little trip. Yeah. And I've also eaten there with Jenna once, maybe once or twice, maybe with you, Jenna. I forget. We've eaten there a bunch of times. It's one of our um, favorites. You know, when family comes into town, we usually bring them. We've done breakfast and we've done dinner. Um, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's it's in my top two of places to, you know, bring relatives mm-hmm. um, as far as getting them to experience like that type of Disney dining. I think we've done birthdays there before, like yeah. my whole family. Your whole family like does birthdays in August. Right. So Except we usually you. pick a big, usually pick one of those restaurants. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> and you're usually there, Joe. Yeah, we do one of those. <laughs> we do one of the restaurants and the whole family. Uh, we were supposed and... to go this year, too. Yep. We were supposed to go to Ohana. Yes. Ah, oh. yeah, yeah, but yeah, we've been there Boma's before good. with all. Like, Boma's Boma, good. Boma's good. I, you know, the more I go, I, I wasn't really too crazy about it the first time. The more I go, the more I like it. I feel like you know what, the first time I only went there once, and it was good. But I think the next time I go, it'll be better because I know what to hit and what to miss. Yeah, you know, when you go to a buffet that's that, um, different than normal, you try to hit everything. And yeah. You try to taste everything, and you can't enjoy something. If you're trying to eat everything that's there. Yeah. Because you can't eat as much as you want of everything. I mean, I tried, but it's hard. And so next time I'll know what I want to key on for. And then there was one thing like at the end, you guys were like, hey, this is this. And I was like, what is that? And then you guys were like this. And I was like, oh, my God, I love that. And like you should have had some. I was like, where was that at the whole time? Yeah. So next time you just I think the second or third time is going to be the better. That usually that usually happens with me. It's like usually at the very end of the meal, I Mm -hmm. find something and I'm like, well, this is delicious. I wish I would have known about this the whole time. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that that's happened to me over at the the German restaurant over in uh, mm-hmm. at Epcot. They had these like really delicious like German meatballs, you know. Yeah. And I ate it at the very end. And I was like, "This is amazing!" Like, I can't wait to go back there now so I can have some uh, of those German meatballs. So the um the little zebra domes, oh, the, those little yeah. desserts, that's so good. They they do sell them at um the quick service. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm looking. I'm going back and looking at Demora. what is the name of the quick service place. Demora. The Mara, yeah. Yep. So you can buy a little um you can buy a four pack of the zebra domes in their coolers whenever they open back up. Um, so if you're like getting a craving for that you know signature dessert and you don't want to go and do the whole buffet thing, you can run down there and grab them. Yep. And bring them back to your room. Yep. And they have really good room service. I mean, doesn't, doesn't all Disney places have good room service? Uh, I guess. I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess I never really had bad room service, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember their room service was really good. Oh. Uh, we don't have quick fire, quick fact, huh? No, but I do have a list of animals at the, at the Ooh, Animal Kingdom. Okay. That's different. That's yeah. good. So uh, here's a list of animals that at least this website says. Um, so they have giraffes. Everyone knows it's in the three. So the giraffes are the only animal that's in three, all three, uh, savannah areas. Okay. So this is three savannah areas and giraffes are the only one that's all three. Uh, you have a zebra, uh, and cola cattle. I might, I may be seeing these wrong. I don't know. And coal cattle. Uh, those ones that like the really big horns. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so. And yeah. they look really heavy, but they're really like they're hollow. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the red river hog, uh, gazelle, white bearded wildebeest. 
Rowan Antelope, Greater Kudu, Waterbucks, Blessbok, I don't know, Impala, and Nyala species, whatever that means. Uh, they also have, let's see here, for birds, they have Greater Flamingos, Ostriches, uh, Griffin Vultures. Um, you say Gryffindors? Not, this is not universal. <laughs> Guinea Fowl, African Spoonbill, East African Crown Crane, Morabo, Stork, and Eastern White Pelican. I didn't realize they had so many uh, birds there. I feel like whenever we stay out there that I don't get as much of like a, um, you know, like up close giraffe experience. It's always the birds. And one of the, when you said the name of it, I remembered what it was, but there was, you know, one morning I was sitting out drinking coffee and just relaxing. And I just happened to look down and this, this big gigantic bird is just staring right up at me, not an ostrich. Was it in your but room? It was just, it was just staring right. We just had a staring contest. Who won? I'm sure that he did. It was a big black bird. That's, that's all awesome. I remember. Were you out there drinking your coffee? You said I was. Oh, that's you have to. Yeah. yeah. Anytime you have a balcony, it's a it's a given. You have to go in the morning, sit out there, drink your coffee, and relax. Yep. We here at Dizzes love the Animal Kingdom Lodge. This is a must stay, especially for visiting the park as a family. Yep, and we stayed there before, you know, and I'm looking forward to hopefully going back soon with everyone again. We actually have uh, it booked for November, so hopefully, you know, oh, you? we'll feel comfortable enough to go out there and uh, stay out there. And you have, do you have it booked too, Jen? No, we were gonna, we were gonna book it. We're trying to find something to take my mom, so we're trying to find a room for five. We were shooting for um the. Uh, wilderness lodge but not the not the new not copper creek um because you can have five in there so hopefully i can find something and we can take my mom out for the the day cool you know there's nothing better than smelling that disney smell if it's walking into your favorite disney resort or entering your favorite disney attraction three cheeky chicks wax company offers an array of disney inspired scents in their home fragrance line wax melts, scented candles, and room sprays. To bring your favorite Disney scents to your home, check them out at magicallyscented.com. Hidden Mickey's. I think this is one of the resorts where you can go to the front desk and be like, hey, can I do the Hidden Mickey challenge? And then you can do... They give you like a sheet of it paper. It is. It's yeah. called the Hidden Mickey Safari. Yep. And you can look for Hidden Mickeys and you get a prize at the end. In the guest room mirrors, you can find a Hidden Mickey on the vanity mirror. So um, it's a little non-traditional. It's a little square, so to speak. So you just kind of kind of keep an eye out for that one. Um, in the Jico ceiling, there are two large oven exhausts and the column behind them form the classic Hidden Mickey. Oh, that's cool. The fitness center elevator, if you look at the lower left panel in the elevator, you can spot a hidden Mickey. Mm. And in the Animal Kingdom lobby entrance mural, uh, there will be a hidden Mickey. If you look to the wall um, on your right as you enter the lobby, you'll find it there. That's the last one? That's all I have. There's one in the outside, too, I think. I mean, there's probably so many. Yeah, that's true. But the one I remember is on the outside, you know, by where the savannah is. And when you're looking... When you're looking at the savannah, right, you turn around and you look at the resort, and then you'll see where the rocking chairs are. Oh, it's are. in the big window, right? Uh, no, I think, no, you know, like the overlook where, where the rocking chairs are, right? And mm-hmm, there's like a spiral, mm-hmm. spiral staircase. 
And they have like all those like metal like foliage looking things. There's mm-hmm. a hidden Mickey in there somewhere. But there there is an actual um there is an actual hidden Mickey safari that you can do. So yeah, that yeah, yeah. is that but- is still there and still can a free activity at the resort. Yep, you just go up to the front desk and just be like, hey, can I do the Mickey, Hidden Mickey Safari? And I'll give you a piece of paper and you get a prize at the end. See, so we don't want to tell everybody where all the Hidden Mickeys are. That's That'll true. take away all the fun. That's sure. They can go ahead another, and another, um, Another fun activity I was thinking we did um, is they do um, like s'mores, like marshmallow roasting. Yeah. We were there for one oh, night. Oh, yeah. That's really good. I, I wasn't there for that, um, but I know I've done that at other places at Disney. Where they have like the s'mores roasting, the marshmallows and all that. Like we did s'mores. that at the beach club. Yeah, we did it at the beach club. And we also did it at the um the cabins, the Fort Wilderness. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is it Fort Wilderness? Yeah, Fort Wilderness. My wife loves yeah. s'mores. I don't love s'mores because they're really messy, but I like the taste of s'mores. They are really messy. They're super messy. I don't like eating them. Why you don't like to get messy? I do not like to get messy. I don't think they give you the whole s'mores kit, though. I think that they, it's just roasting marshmallows over the fire. Okay. So it's just marshmallows? Basically, yeah. I always want some more marshmallows. <laughs> memories, memories, talking about those, this is memories. Okay, Alex, you got any memories? Yeah, I do have a memory from the one time I stayed there. It was actually uh, my wife's and I's first time staying at a Disney ho- uh, resort together. And we went there for Christmas with you and Jen. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was my first time staying at a, resort, at a Disney resort, period. Uh, I don't know about Christina at the time, actually. I don't think so. But it was our first time going there together. And uh, we went to go stay in the room. And a fun fact is they have bunk beds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife and I ended up staying in the bunk beds. Uh, I, think, uh, I, think, I think I got the top bunk. Because she didn't want to climb up every day uh, for the two days we were there. But uh, yeah, my, bunk beds. And my son was like super excited about it. He was super excited about bunk beds. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and Christina told me, she goes, uh, and mentioned that Nick thought we had bunk beds at home too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> he just thought that's how we sleep, bunk beds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we got to, he actually got to sleep in bunk beds when we were on the Disney cruise to Alaska. He was in the top bunk. We were in a room with bunk beds. I like bunk beds. Yeah. I never So uh... much room for activities. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's a good memory. How about you, Jen? You got any memories you want to share? So my memory from that same trip is the um, we were we were playing we were playing games. We were playing board games in our room. Mm-hmm. Remember, we came back and we were doing that kind of later in uh, the night. I think I we played Ticket to Ride and stuff like I that. And one of you opened our oh. fridge and there was just a random pack of M&Ms in there. It's not like it's, it's <laughs> oh, a small fridge. I do fridge. Remember this, I think. And we're like, don't eat them. And somebody just opened them up and started handing them out. And like, you don't know where those came from. Probably Joe. That's probably me. But it's so funny because there were so many people (laughs) packed in that room when we were playing, you know, the games that it just looks like chaos. And I remember I posted a couple of pictures because, of course, now you fed my son M&Ms and he's all hopped up on sugar and jumping on beds and stuff like that. And I think I posted a picture on like Facebook or something. Oh, man. The pre like, what are you guys doing in there? (laughs) The pre-2020 days when you just find M&Ms and hand them out. Yeah. So uh, I have a couple memories, you know, going with you guys, of course. I do. For some reason, it's really weird. I have this memory of going to Animal Kingdom with you guys. And then me and Jen's husband and uh, the daughter, 
you know, we all went to uh, uh, go get food at Wawa around the corner. And I, I was it. Yeah, and I was really surprised. <laughs> I think that, you know, what happened, I'm pretty sure I did give out those M&Ms. And because I, I was so hungry, right? I was, like, really hungry. Always. Yeah. So I got, you know, I'm passing out these M&Ms. I'm like, we got to go get real food. This is not going to do half bag of M&Ms. Like, you know, 10 people is not going to do for me. So I think we went to Wawa around the corner. And I was so surprised how close Wawa was to Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. You can pretty much see it from Wawa. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like the Animal Kingdom, where Animal Kingdom's at. Um, so I have that memory. And then I also have a memory going with my wife for the very first time. You know, going to Animal Kingdom Lodge for the very first time. Super special. We had a, you know, Savannah view. And the drafts were all over the place. And they were really close to our room. And, uh, um, uh, you know, we had, uh, we ordered room service. And the room service was delicious. And we got to go ahead and order and eat our room service at, on the balcony and drink our coffee, eat our food. It was really good experience. Um, you know, that was one of our, that was probably one of the first times I stayed at a fancy Disney resort. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Has life got you down? Tired of working 40 plus hours a week? Ready for a storybook dream vacation? Check out storybookdestinations.com to book your vacation and get special trip reports and insider information. Don't let planning overwhelm you. Let the team at Storybook Destinations make your plans for your next Disney vacation. Check out storybookdestinations.com to plan your next storybook dream vacation now. We'll talk about the news here, mm-hmm. uh, but before I get started, Seth, a uh, listener, somehow has some type of relation to the Country Bear Jamboree, okay? Because the Country Bear Jamboree is based off of like a real band. Yes. So he's in a, he's in, he wants to talk. He was sharing with me his relation to the Country Bear Jamboree. So this is it, okay? Elizabeth Coleman was married to Homer. Her father was George Dewey Coleman, that we knew as Uncle Dewey, and her mother was Dream. Frank Coleman, your mom and my grandfather, was Uncle Dewey's brother, making him Elizabeth's uncle. I think that Homer met Elizabeth at Renfro Valley. Elizabeth is your mom and my second cousin. Homer and Jethro worked out of Chicago, and Homer and Elizabeth lived in Lansing outside Chicago. Elizabeth and Homer had twins, Tracy and Trent, born on January 18, 1958, making them our third cousins. Tracy has a daughter, Lindsay, that works at Disney as does her husband, Elliot Hansen. I have sent you a video clip from their wedding and reception two years ago, this January. Lindsay would be our fourth cousin. Lindsay and her husband have been with Disney for quite a while, and I'm not sure what their jobs are there. Lindsay is Homer's granddaughter. Homer and Jethro were the inspiration for Henry and Wendell in the Country Bear Jamboree. The show opened in 1971, and we were in Florida, and Elizabeth's brother, Neil, Lindsay's great-uncle, took us to Disney, and we saw the show. Shortly after it had opened, the fractured folk song comes directly from the Homer and Jethro album, and I believe part of the speaking intro also comes directly from the album. Henry and the Country Bear Jamboree was referred to as the MC in the original Disney and House materials, and is likely his name in the show. Henry comes from Homer's real name. They also did Mama Don't Whip Little Buford from their album. The rest of the Bear Jamboree band was from East Tennessee, but I don't know their name. You can still pull up the Homer and Jethro bits and performance on YouTube. 
But it's kind of cool that he has some type of relation to, you know, Homer and Jethro and the whole Country Bear Jamboree uh, attraction at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Right? Because that means classic, iconic. So, and it's pretty cool to know that they were kind of based on real life people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. interesting. He mentioned Hinson in there. I thought, when like I read Hinson? it. Hinson? Oh, okay. Like Jim Hinson? Okay. He mentioned Hinson. So, I thought he was talking about Hinson, like the Hinson. But I don't think Hinson was really at all. Country Bear Jamboree related at all. I don't think so either. Um, but that's what I thought when I heard that name. That'd be pretty cool if it was, though. I don't think he is, though, because we would have mentioned that in the history for sure. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so talk about Disney News. You got anything, Alex, that you've done in Disney News or you want to share? I do. Oh, what? No. I did something in Disney. What? what? Really? What? Uh, so we watched the movie Magic Camp. On Disney Plus. Oh, you know. It just released recently. Sean Farquhar was talking about that. His oh, friends did that movie, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because he was... went to it growing up, I guess, like the Magic Kingdom. Oh, it's a real thing? It's based off a real thing? I think so, yeah. What? Yeah, go ahead. Show me so about it. So we watched the movie Magic Camp, which stars uh, Adam Devine and Jillian Jacobs um, and Jeffrey Tambor. Tambor? Yeah, Jeffrey Tambor. Um, it was pretty hilarious. Really? Uh, we, it's PG, so we were like, well, we'll watch it with Emma. And she liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. My wife liked it a lot. It was funny throughout the whole thing. The kids are funny in it. It has magic, which is fun. We love magic in our household. Um, so it was a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then on uh another on different stuff, um, Sorcerer's Arena. Uh I still play that. Uh, yeah. And uh actually got rank forty that on pretty, the really good. tournament. Yeah, I need to start awesome. getting back into it. I got I got it back working. It wasn't working on my device for some reason, and I have it. Uh, you know, I have it on my computer now, uh-huh. right? And I was thinking about actually streaming it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. My uh, my five that I'm doing so well with is Aladdin, uh, Jasmine, Big Bad Wolf, um, Shin Yu, I think his name is the bad guy from Mulan, mm-hmm. and uh, Mordu, the bad guy from Ooh, Brave. Brave. Yeah. Yep. And uh yeah, and talking about, you know, games and little games like that. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to do hopefully here soon a gaming night with our Patreons and we're going to be playing Among Us. I think it's if good you guys idea. don't know what Among Us is, is like a really popular game out there right now. It's yeah. kind of like you have to guess who's the bad guy. We all play together and it's it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So, I think we might try to do like a Patreon night with that, which uh the pa- our Patreons really are looking forward to that, I think. That's a great idea. Yeah. I keep have, hearing about it. Yeah, we should. You should check it out, Jen. Okay, how about you, Jen? Uh, let's see. So this week we watched. Um, my son wanted to watch uh, Sleeping Beauty because he oh, never yeah. saw it, which was kind of random. Um, so we did. Uh, and that was that was good. You know, sometimes, especially because we we get pretty busy in our house, so it's hard to have um movie nights. So. We watched that. Um, very excited about the uh, WandaVision trailer. Oh, that yeah. Oh, yeah. That's really weird. I mean, it looks like good weird. Oh, I'm so excited yeah. Yeah, for that. Our, cool. our whole family is so excited mm-hmm. for WandaVision. Mm-hmm. I just got that. Like, literally watching the trailer, I was like, WandaVision. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I like, I didn't, re- like, when I, <laughs> when I read it a long time ago, I never made the connection. Mm-hmm. Until I saw the trailer and I was like, WandaVision. Oh my God. That's because he's vision. Yeah. That's just, that's so dumb. I was like, really? <laughs> so, you know, I've been uh, very busy with this whole new virtual learning now. Uh, mm-hmm. getting, I'm starting to get, to get into a routine though. So hopefully, I can a rhythm. Start having, yes, I can have some more time. 
Uh, but did you guys see that that Baby Yoda Lego set? Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking that might be a good buy. Yes. If you yeah. like Lego, I guess. And you like Baby Yoda. That's pretty awesome. Uh, also, Disney had a... Uh, they did um, registration for their marathon. to make a virtual marathon. What does that mean? Because I, I remember hearing about it with the Boston virtual marathon. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Virtual like you marathon? run it, but it uh, it's all virtual, I guess. Like your stats are logged online or on a on your phone, your device, you know, but you're all doing it at the same time. It's an, well, it's, it's kind of an honor system, I think. Um, but runners, the serious runners, they're, they're, they're really serious. When, um, I think it was the marathon got canceled a couple of years ago. Um, we went out later that day and people were, people were running it anyways, you know, it got, it got canceled for bad weather. So, um, you know, people are hardcore when it comes oh, yeah. to stuff like that. It's a big deal. Some of them, at least. And it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a very big deal. Uh, there's a podcast I follow, the Run, Drink, Eat podcast, I think it's called. And, you know, they're huge into the Disney runs. And um, so, yeah. It's sad for me because I usually work them. Yeah. Yeah, you work as a nurse, right? Yeah. I do. I do. for I do medical tent at yeah. the races. So also, uh, Niels watched Milan, and he has a review. So oh, he man. sent us the review. So I'm interested. I really hope it's just it. a bunch of jokes. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, guys. This is Niels from Capturing Disney Parks again. I'm a fan of the original Mulan animated classic since its release, so that makes a reboot a bit tricky, of course. But this live-action remake isn't a one-on-one adaptation. And they basically say that's right in the beginning of the movie with a voiceover. That there are many stories about the legend of Mulan, but this is my story. Without spoiling too much, no love story, no funny mushu, no singing, and the addition of a witch. It all makes this a more realistic story, although a witch (laughs) isn't that realistic, of course. But that's a typical element that I've seen in a lot of Chinese and Asian cinema productions in general. So it really fits the Chinese culture and the story very well. The cinematography is beautiful the scenery is just amazing and the instrumental music empowers the story and it even includes some references to the original songs sometimes it's it's really well done in my opinion some scenes especially the fights felt a bit fast and easy maybe but when you're used to the typical uh, uh, asian martial arts films uh, then it's definitely too short though it made the story progress in a good tempo without getting boring so for me that was pretty okay Overall, I was pleasantly uh, surprised, uh, especially after some uh, negative uh, reviews that I read online. Uh, And yes, some characters could use more depth and development. But in the end, it's the story of Mulan and hers is great. And I can really recommend uh, this uh, live action version of Mulan. Bye. Uh, Thank you, Niels, for sending that in. And I kind of like at the beginning, he talked about, you know, there's a lot of different versions of stories. This is their version. or this, I, this I wish that was story. in the trailer. Yeah. Because one of the main things I've disliked about this Mulan since the trailers came out is how different it is the original. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, then they're not remaking Mulan. Uh-huh. They're making something completely different because of all the differences in it. So I wish in the trailer they had that mm-hmm. in there so that you could already be in the mindset that this isn't the Mulan you know. It's going to be way different. Yeah, but maybe we should start changing the way we think because a lot of these movies that are coming out, they're like adaptations of the cartoons. They're they're a little different than the cartoons, A little right? different. So this we is should a lot known. different, though. There's yeah. a lot changed mm-hmm. compared to the original Mulan. When you Cinderella, pretty much the same stuff. 
Sleep, uh, Sleeping Beauty. They do Sleeping Beauty. No. Okay. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, pretty much the same stuff. You know, change is made, but it's not a completely different story like this new Mulan is. It's like complete. Like if you name this movie a different name mm-hmm. and watched it, I don't know if you'd be like, "Isn't this just Mulan different?" Mm-hmm. I don't think you made that connection. You just think of like a totally different movie, right? Okay. That's from the trailer. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons we haven't seen it is because Mulan is one of our favorites, and so I have to get into that mindset and just be ready that it is something so very different. I I can't I can't get behind that yet. Okay, so uh, wanted to talk a little. First off, good news about our, some of our trips, Jen. Are you there? Because I see that the internet's connection unstable. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so Disney Cruise possibly opening back up spring oh, break. Boy. There's a seven day cruise going out. Possibly there's something that I might be interested in going in. Jen, what do you think? The only problem is my vacation time with Hawaii. Well, that's the other good news I was going to drop. Alani looks like they might be opening. Yes. Which I mean, would be pretty awesome also. Oh, boy. They are doing a phased opening of Alani starting November 1st is yes. what I read so right hof- before we started. Hopefully by June. June's a long time away. It might be just perfect to go in June. Might be nice. Right? Planning on it. They got these rapid testings going on. Rapid test. Put me on a good Disney cruise boat. Put me on a plane to go to Alani. Let's do it. I'm excited. The only thing is, you know, you know that some of the rapid testing is very, very pricey, let's, right? Let, let's not talk about that. <laughs> well, maybe no, maybe uh, yeah. Well, if it's like on a, if we're going on a cruise, probably it'll be built into the price of the cruise itself, so, so we won't even know about it. If you will, because you're like, wow, this is so expensive, more expensive than last year. Probably like what three bucks, more, right? Three bucks more each, right? Three bucks more. I, listen, she I'll just go, said it's expensive, so not cheap. This is what I'll do. I'm gonna make a little offer. Disney, okay, I'll work for a day. I don't think they're gonna take this offer. <laughs> I'll work. I'll work for. I'll clean the decks. You know, I'll do whatever you need me to do for one day. It'll be a six day cruise. Seven day, I have to pay off for my testing. What happens if you're fired midday? Then I guess I don't know. Good question. We have to bill you. <laughs> yeah. What's this charge on my uh, room key? Okay, so we're gonna do a Patreon drawing real quick. What? Yes, I Patreon wasn't drawing. Prepared. Well, I got it right here. That's... I'm ready to go. What do you mean you weren't, weren't prepared? What are you going to do? I don't know. What are you prepared for? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so I have all the names on this uh, little spinny thingamajig. I'm going to go ahead and spin it. It's a wheel. This is for our patrons to win a Diz His Mask. A Diz His Diz Mask? His Mask. Ooh, I like that mask. Yeah, let's do it. Ready? Here it goes. You going to face it to the That's camera? That's exciting. No, I'm not going to face it to the camera because I can't look. What are you on? Can you see it on the screen? You, you have to zoom there. <laughs> It's a little blurry. Tara. Tara. Yeah, Tara. Tara. Yeah. Tara. Nice. Yeah, awesome. So I'll go ahead and message her. And actually. Good job. Congratulations, yeah, Tara. I'll go ahead and uh, I actually started. She was gone for a couple of days. I don't know where she went because she's usually very active in our chat. Yeah. You know? yeah. And uh, uh, she messaged me today. So I'm kind of excited to tell her that she will be winning a Disney's mask. Nice. Yeah. So. All right. So that's the his on Animal Kingdom Lodge. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Thanks for listening and have a magical week. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHiz65. You can also support us by sharing and subscribing to our show to get the latest episode. Don't forget to check out DizHiz.com to get access to all of our shows. If you want to help us out and get access to live shows, early access to content, sweet monthly giveaways, show notes, and our fabulous Discord chat, join our group troop at Patreon.com.
Search for Dis His. And don't forget to leave a five-star review and comment on all your podcast platforms.